Welcome to the Child Care Business Professionals Podcast. I'm Evelyn Knight. This is episode one. Thank you for joining me today. I just wanted to start off by talking a little bit about why I decided to start a podcast and a blog. I'm going to keep this episode pretty short so we can get into the meat of things and get to the learning part that you really came here for. So I have been a childcare business owner for 12 years now, and the most important reason I decided to start childcare business professionals was so that I could help other owners and directors out there avoid the struggles that I've gone through. I've made many mistakes that I've learned from, and there's no sense in other people out there having to go through my own mistakes when I could just tell you about them and teach you how to bypass those mistakes and just get to that finish line instead. If you're thinking about starting a childcare center, or if you're already operating and doing okay, but you want to get to the next level, childcare business professionals should be able to help you. I'm also hoping to help the people out there who are just really in the thick of it right now and are just struggling. I was there. I know how stressful that can get and how hopeless that feels. And I really hope for those of you out there in that position, I can help you find that hope and see that there is a silver lining. No matter how bad things get, you really don't fail until you give up. The minute you stop trying is the minute that you actually fail. My overall goal is to provide resources and value to early child care professionals that are running child care centers and that are really striving for high quality and excellence. So a little bit about my story. When I opened my first child care center, I was an infant toddler director and I had been a teacher for years but I had no business experience. I have degrees in psychology. I have a degree in early childhood education, and I had a director that had a lot of experience. So I thought we were ready and I thought we were prepared. What I didn't know is that in order to be an owner, you have to be a business person. I've discovered over the years that people in ECE are not business people. We are in it because we love children. We have a passion and we make this our profession because of our passion. So we are not business people. We're not business minded. We don't think that way. We don't have our MBAs. But I've learned that it is very important to become a business professionally minded person. It really does make all the difference in the world on your success rate. So a couple years ago, I hired uh, an advisor who has completely changed my business and turned me into a successful owner. At the time, I was barely making it. I've owned three childcare centers. Uh, I've had to shut one down. I've sold one. And I was always just making it by the seat of my pants. Hiring my advisor was the game changer for me. She has a philosophy that we as owners need to learn how to run our own businesses, that we shouldn't outsource it and we shouldn't rely on other people. And uh, I, I can tell you she's absolutely right. I have had an accountant who was embezzling. I've had an, an assistant director who was embezzling. And I didn't know enough about business to know about it until later. I've had other people basically were the ones who found out about it. 
And I talk to countless owners that are in the same boat, not just in our field, but in just uh, across the board, small business owners. We just get caught up in trusting people. We hand over our paperwork, whatever we don't want to deal with. We let them deal with our money and we don't even know what's really happening with our money. So we have to learn. We have to learn how to track our money, how to spend our money wisely, and how to what to do with our money, basically. Even if you're a director and not an owner, this is really important if you're running a center. You have to make sure that you're guarding that resource. Otherwise, you're really compromising the business and you're creating a situation where the center cannot be at its best you will never have a really high quality center until you get control over budgets and learning about how the money works. I currently am have a director working with me and she knows pretty much everything. I'm an open book. She knows exactly what our books look like. She knows exactly where we stand. And the reason that's important is because She's the one running the center right now. She has to know what a budget is to see what kind of things she can plan, what our projections are, what I expect out of her, and the health of the business overall. She needs to know that stuff. Uh, For example, in the summertime, we always have a major decrease in um, our enrollment because we have a lot of teachers and uh, students as our customers. So we know that we have to save about $5,000 for each summer month just to break even and just to stay as we are now. So without that knowledge, she might plan things and look at what kind of money we've got coming in and think that, okay, we're, our enrollment is up by 20 children, so I can spend a little bit more here and there. I can plan bigger events, not realizing that we really have to look at our money as from an annual standpoint. So it's important that I include her because she helps, she understands what she needs to plan. The other reason it's really important to include her is because people come up with their own narrative. Uh, I'm also a director for uh, the company, although I don't work as much as I used to. And uh, before I actually officially made her uh, my director instead of just my assistant, I remember one time I was doing an interview and I always ask them during an interview what they disliked about their last center. And one of this one time, this girl started telling me about how greedy her owner was and how she didn't want to buy too many art supplies and she wouldn't let them buy the premium paper and she wouldn't give them more than a quarter an hour raise after six months. And I just kept thinking to myself, you have no clue. You have no clue what it's like to own a childcare center. You have no clue why she's budgeting the way she is or what's really going on. And and by the way, this was during the time that the economy was really bad. So most of us were really penny pitching at that time. And we were definitely not buying the most premium art supplies. And, you know, it's like the difference between going through discount school supplies instead of Lakeshore. We were really just watching our pennies there. And I just remember thinking to myself, this is why it's so important for me to be transparent with my director, 
because this girl was having conversations with her director and her director didn't understand. And so she too had the perception that the owner was just being cheap with them. So it's really important to know your own money and to include your director on it. So that's why I include directors in all of this, because it's so important to understand what the center's financial health looks like. If you're starting up, it's also important just to plan, just to be ready for all of this, to know your statistics, to know the industry. I have uh, bought two out of my three centers from uh, people who are going bankrupt and basically just owners who have gone into this field with no experience. They both had small children. They thought it would be an easy industry to go into and they both basically within uh, less than two years, both of them were facing bankruptcy. So I went in, did an asset purchase, bought all their assets, brought the centers back to life. Uh, so something I really suggest if you're planning on going into early child care, make sure that you work in a center first, understand how the business works. Even if you spend six months as a caregiver just understand the industry. It's not what most people think it is. We're also going to go into policies and procedures and just your basic center operations. So I won't only be focusing on the financial side or what a lot of people perceive as the ownership side, but I think we'll probably spend the majority of our time focusing on the just having good policies and procedures in place and making sure you really do have policies and procedures for everything. That's something I've really learned over the years is that you have to have a procedure for pretty much everything and stay consistent in order to maintain the highest quality center. My current center is a, a QRIS center. If you don't know what QRIS is, I would just suggest Googling it. I'm sure it's going to be coming to a state near you since the federal government has really embraced it. But we are a four-star center. We actually rated high enough to be five-star, but since we are not NACI accredited, we were not given our five stars. That's just basically how Nevada works. Nevada only gives five-star centers or the five-star award to centers that are NACI accredited. So naturally, we are going through NACI accreditation now. So that's an example of some of the things I will also address during this podcast. I will go through the process that we're going through. What have I learned? How are, do you go through NACI? Um, you guys will hopefully learn through us. So if you decide to go through accreditation, or if you already have gone through accreditation, we can discuss different things in the comments. But I'm hoping I can uh, help you guys really just learn how to structure your centers so that they are easy to run, duplicatable, pretty streamlined, and high quality. Quality in our field is the most important thing. So one of the things I really want to focus on through my blog and podcast is helping the people in early childhood see themselves as professionals. We have a big problem in this industry that we don't see ourselves nearly um, enough as professionals that, and we deserve to be looked at as, as professionals. And I know it's not just us working in the field. A lot of times people don't treat us as professionals. The 
uh, school districts oftentimes don't treat us as professionals and parents a lot of times treat us as if we are in the service industry and they don't always recognize us for the professionals that we are. So if you struggle with that, if you don't see yourself as professional, I just want to remind you that when you're working with small children, you are working with the most important beings on this planet. These little guys rely on us for everything and they are so very important and our work is very, very important. Uh, I told you earlier, I have a degree in psychology and I've basically spent 14 years really focusing my education in neurological development. Uh, That's the area of psychology I've really focused on. And so much of the brain development that's happening between zero to five follows you for the rest of your life. Your executive brain functioning skills, which is what really gets you through life, your time management, how do you cope? Uh, how do you focus and pay attention? Those are just a couple examples of executive functioning skills that are formed in those first five years. So we have one of the most important jobs in the world, and we need to see ourselves as a profession. We need to give ourselves that credit and start treating ourselves like that. So I'm also going to focus on our mental health in this podcast. We have a very hard job. This is not an easy industry. So it's important that we take care of ourselves so that we're giving our best back to the children that we care for and to the staff that looks to us for leadership. Uh, The other thing we'll be focusing on is leadership. I'm hoping to give you guys materials you can take back for training and for coaching every day in your centers. Um, I found over the years that coaching is so much more effective than trainings, and I'll probably do an entire podcast and blog on why that is. I've been working on making my operations duplicatable, so that's something I'm hoping to pass on. I really want to give you guys something valuable that you can use every day at your centers. I hope what I provide makes your life a little bit easier and really improves the quality of your centers. I think I will end this on that note. Let me know in the comments what kind of topics you would like to address and discuss. Thank you for joining me. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and let me know what you thought of this episode in the comments. You can also tell me what subjects you would like me to address for future episodes. And one last thing, I would really appreciate a five-star review. Don't forget to check out all the great resources on my website, www.childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.